tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Thank you for tuning in. Welcome to a special edition of the AfterBuzz TV After Show for Sleepy Hollow. Thank you for tuning in, Sleepy Heads. If you haven't already, go to youtube.com slash AfterBuzzTV. Subscribe. Go ahead and help any of the shows that we cover here. We do over 100 a week. We have a roster of over 400 shows and over 300 hosts. So I'm sure you'll find something that you will like. Go ahead and hit us up on iTunes and SoundCloud. And today... We're going to be breaking down Season 2, Episode 17 of Sleepy Hollow, entitled Awakening, with a special guest you may recognize. Uh, she plays Holly on the show. Wait, is that? <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, oh, sorry. Jenny on the show. <laughs> Does it look like she's talking? A little bit. <laughs> Guys, we have Lindy Greenwood in the studio. Thank you so much for coming. Yeah, yeah pleasure. Um, I'm your host, uh, Stephen Lemieux. You can find me on Twitter, at Stephen Lemieux, throughout the show. Go ahead and tweet us. You can also use the hashtag ABTVSleepyHollow, and we'll be taking tweets on there. And if you want, go ahead and use the hashtag, hashtag AskLindy, and we'll ask some fan questions at the end of the episode. Um, Jackie, where can we find you throughout the show? At 123Jackie underscore V, but I put my phone in my purse, so you probably can't find me during the show. But you can find me after it. I do I do respond to Twitter. <laughs> I just I have a hard time with the multitasking, because I then get distracted. Mm-hmm. Um but also, we're streaming live on YouTube right now. So if you want to check in our live stream now, or which you probably are, actually, <laughs> but if you want to check in our future live streams, I should say, go to YouTube uh, and After Buzz TV Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. Zach? Uh, you guys can tweet at me at that Zach Wilson, T H A T Z A C H W I L S O N. And Lindy, you're at Lindy Greenwood. That's right. All right. Simple. Well, I really like this episode. I mean, I know... This episode was awesome. I know. From awesome! Like, I don't know if you've noticed the fan response for this season so far. It's been very up and down. Mm-hmm. It's been a lot of down, and then there's up, then there's hope, then it's down, then there's up. And this episode capped it with, this is going to be a great end to the season two, and it makes up for a lot of stuff, and I really, really, really enjoyed it. That what did you guys think? I loved it. I mean, it built and built and built, and I was on the edge of my seat, like, waiting for, wanting, I wanted stuff to happen, because it was intriguing, it was fun, there was darkness, and, like, there was danger. What happened at the end of this episode is how I felt at the end of season one, where I'm like, oh no, you didn't just do that to me, I have to keep watching, (laughs) I have to keep watching. (laughs) So, this episode, we get... We got to talk about Katrina, and we got to talk about Katrina and Henry Parrish right now, or Jeremy, as I guess he likes to be called. So Katrina is battling with this whole thing of it's his, it's her son, but he's evil. But she saved him, but he's evil. But she he killed Moloch, but he's evil. Um, <laughs> mostly he's evil. <laughs> mostly evil. Um, just listen to his voice; it's clearly evil. I know. Oh, I love. He's got such a deep baritone. He's just oh, got daddy so issues, guys. And he's got. Don't we all? He doesn't have evil glasses. He has Harry Potter glasses. I was going to say he has evil glasses, but, but he doesn't. Well, John, they may not look evil, but when you get down to it and you find out the backstory of the glasses, they're, they're actually very, quite very evil. evil. They were worn by Hitler. <laughs> oh, jeez. My goodness. We just met. <laughs> 
<laughs> but so we see that Katrina is using this spell on a rose to see where Henry is because she still doesn't really quite know if it was a dream or not because there's all sorts of hallucinations and stuff and Purgatory likes to grab them and <laughs> throw them random bones where you don't even know what happened or not and it's like bring my family close to me as I believe kind of what the spell she was talking about is dripping blood on the black rose that Henry left and he just walks in the door. Like, I don't think it required a spell to find him. He's just like, hey. He's like, hey, Mom, take you long enough. <laughs> it's, it's, it's good to see that you're trying to look for me, but I'm, I'm alive. I'm right here. I've been waiting outside the door for you to say my name. That's basically what he was saying. Jamming out to Beyonce or <laughs> Destiny's Child. Why is he listening to Beyonce? He, say my name, say my he name. He comes in with the, he's very excited about the blood magic. He's like, finally. Yeah. He figured out how to get me in here. Blood Magic. Isn't it That's interesting? Wanted, how he just wanted a mom, and he wanted his mom to be a mom. I find it so interesting the character um, kind of contrast between these two guys because you have the mother who really just is a little bit all over the place all season. She doesn't know what she really wants. She says she's for Ichabod. Now she's kind of flipping in this, really flipping in this episode. <laughs> but it's interesting that. This is her son, but he's kind of being the mentor in a way to her, as if he's like the father figure for Katrina at this point. Because he's, you need to come to the dark side. Why does every, every villain that Steven does sounds like Bane? Every villain. That was more general. Was that, Bane, that was like a really Emperor like, Palpatine yeah. kind of. Yeah, come on. Bane sounds like this. Right. Right. <laughs> so at this point, Katrina is kind of on the fence, she, he's kind of discussing his plans with her, and we finally get a plan that's not bring Moloch back. And I'm excited about this plan. <laughs> because it's not Moloch's apocalypse anymore. It's, I know. It ain't his. Lindy, yeah. I'm, I'm curious, as someone that was behind the scenes, and as you were seeing this season go forward, mm-hmm. were you guys waiting for certain characters to go evil? Or did you have senses of it behind the scenes? Like, this person's going to go really bad, or they're not? Because you've sort of seen it back and forth. Yeah, I mean... I think maybe you always hope that you will be the one that can go evil. <laughs> I, I, I think it'd be so much fun to just turn evil. But um, yeah, we, we you know we have a little bit of um, knowledge of what's going to happen. We don't have too much, and things always change. So um, it is always a question like who's going to turn evil, who's going to die. I kind of thought that Katrina was going to swing that way at some point. You know. I mean, I think it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, no, you know, I agree. You know, it, I, it makes her at least now we sort of get to see the power that she's sort of been lurking under the surface for so long. It was just misdirected, and now we see why. It makes more sense that she was at one of like towards the head of her coven. It makes a lot more sense mm-hmm. now when we're like, oh, she could do things she and can, like, kill people. Cars and- <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and throw and yeah, stop cars in their tracks going mm-hmm. fifty miles. Yeah, this, do some time travel. Why not? Too yeah. much felt like it. To that point, when you you kind of know what's going on a little bit, was there a difference and was there a significant change? Because there was a point where the writers have written and they filmed everything, and then they got the fan input, and then they were able to take that into account when filming the second half of the season. Could you see kind of the direction that it, your character was going in? Did you notice a significant change when they kind of ch- went that way? Did they do a rewrite? I guess that would be my question. Well, I, yeah, there are rewrites all the time, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> You're getting rewrites, you know, just right before you go on set. But, yes, the general direction of the show and my character, yeah, it changed. It, um, 
I think uh, it's hard because we shoot a lot of episodes before we get fan response, obviously. So we can't really change it on a dime. Mm-hmm. But um, one of the things that um, I couldn't help but be a little bit proud of this year was that uh, the fans didn't think Jenny Mills was being used enough. And yeah. So uh, I think the network heard that and the writers heard that. And <laughs> they started to add a little bit more... Jenny Irving um, story, which is what uh, people seem to really respond to. Frangenicky Merlvin. <laughs> that is I Steve's favorite you. ship. That is his favorite, that is. favorite ship name. <laughs> he doesn't need that wife. He doesn't need no daughters. It's like, how, how are my wife and kids doing? They're doing fine, honey. You coming with me. <laughs> I can't help. I do I have it. to say, though, that hug at the end was so suggestive. I was like, oh, this is the moment that they came together. And I know all of the fans who have been like, shipping that, that yeah. was like, they were like, that hug was so suggestive. Man, it so wasn't meant to be. It's just an awkward yeah. angle. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're shooting, you're just like, uh, how, do I get, how do I get in here? Hey, hey pal. How's it going? What, um, what's kind of interesting is, I'm going to flip this around. What's oh. kind of interesting to me is that in season one, we had two really strong female leads. This was not really unprecedented, but it was not really seen on TV very often. So we have these two strong female leads, you and, of course, your sister Abigail Mills in the show, and um, Nikki Bahari, of course. And you had just such rich storytelling without bringing in too much of that relationship Mm mumbo-jumbo. And in season two, it feels like most of the conversations have been, oh, I ship Jenny and Holly, oh, I ship Abby and Holly, and it feels like Mm-hmm. They moved more towards that, and I feel like now that we're moving away from that, we're getting a lot richer story. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. It, I don't even think it was intentional, but I think that we fall into, just as human beings and as like groups, we just fall into sort of um, patterns. And I think that Sleepy Hollow pushed a lot of boundaries last year, and then this year to sort of keep things um, going so well with ratings and to keep things popular... I think it kind of fell into this sort of safety, this this sort of safe way of telling a story that we didn't really do last year. Last year it was like the sisters were enough, you know. Yeah. People love that story. You didn't need to bring in like, oh, I love interest for Jenny or what, you know. But and I mean, people love that stuff too, and that's great. But um, it's really nice to see the fans respond with such intelligence and say like, look, no, we don't need these, like, cliched stories. We had some really interesting ground-breaking stories that we want to get back to. Um, And I think I'm really proud to be a part of a show that's listening to that and trying to um, rework itself. Does that make sense? Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, we got a lot, we got some of that that sister dynamic back in the episode where you guys dealt with your mother. Yeah, and mother. Um, uh, So that was such great fun, and that was sort of, like, where we where we got hooked on the show was mm-hmm. in there and like the great performances that you guys delivered. Oh, thank you. So I do have to ask though, um, and I guess we're getting on kind of a tangent here, but I'm just <laughs> excited to have you in studio. <laughs> um, recently, Katia Winters did tweet out like she works with what she's given kind of thing. Like basically kind of semi-apology to the fans, semi-vague. And I don't even take it as a dig against the show perhaps. I just feel like, is it kind of hard when you do get so many fans that are obsessed with it and care so much about it that there are a lot of negative tweets? Like, is it difficult to work with? Like, is it difficult to handle that? I mean, consider this. Our jobs as actors, we put all of our emotional selves into these characters, and you can't help but become personally attached. And when someone 
every week you're getting just slagged by everyone. Like, I hate Katrina. Get her off the show. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, I think it eventually is just going to affect you a little bit. And I think probably Katya is just a little bit, you know, frustrated at hearing people hate her so much all the time. <laughs> I, think, I think it was probably like now seeing where she's gone in yeah. this episode, it was probably, she's like, just get to episode just, 17. Just wait. It's going to so, it. be yeah. fun, you guys. I swear. And it's true. I mean, you, you it's like... You do work with what you've got, and that's not saying that it wasn't that Katrina's character was lacking anything necessarily. But it's just like, you know, how do you? I guess maybe you, you deal with that being a villain in, in any. I've never actually played a villain, and I think that would be so great. <laughs> um, and the more people hate you, maybe the better you're doing. Listen in um, if you want to give Lindy a job as a villain. She's here. <laughs> she's ready for it. I am so ready. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I understand uh, Katya's frustration, and I hope she was pleased with this episode because she did an amazing Phenomenal. job. Phenomenal. Yeah. She does crazy eyes really well. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. We were roommates in Wilmington. <laughs> Trust me. I know. <laughs> I actually, the moment where, uh, the moment where Jeremy Henry and Katrina come in and face Ichabod, and they're like, "Okay, no, this is our team. We're gonna, we're gonna bring these, uh, bring the witches back with these bells." That moment of decisiveness and that them as a power team mm-hmm. is really awesome. So when he died at the end, I was bummed. I was like, no, I know. we just got this power team. <laughs> so, yeah. you, you know what I like about this, though, is it? it's difficult because it brings the time travel aspect, which is so difficult to play with oh, in trust writing. Me. Yes, like, I, I believe the writer's room was just probably hitting their head against the wall several times because <laughs> yeah. they'd come up with a script and they'd be like, oh, wait, but this. No! So, I like the fact that it could bring back the possibility of having the um, Dark Wizard or Emo Raiden from the other episode. As Steve calls him, Emo Raiden. Emo Raiden. (laughs) I think he could. I think he could possibly come back on Katrina's side in the past. I think she'll be scoping out previous characters from the past to do things and uh, we might even see the the love interest for Ichabod that Katrina had a vine trip and have her fall over a cliff I mean Mm. it opens the gate like one of our main complaints with season 2 was that they would introduce characters then kill them off but some of the most interesting characters were technically from the past Mm -hmm. so I'm really excited that we have this whole roster of characters we can bring back in a new light Mm -hmm. we could get Michelle Trachtenberg back in because she's around at this point yeah um as uh, Mrs. Adams. Oh right? yes, yeah. And she, she Jefferson. Only had that one. Yeah, Jefferson. <laughs> I mean, all and the maybe f- they can resurrect. What was her name? Carolyn. <laughs> no, she's in the future. Oh, but she's wait, in the past. Wait, wait Carolyn. Oh wait, no. Save her. That's right. Yeah. As long I'm as time travel is introduced, there's all kinds of possibilities. <laughs> there's all kinds the of problem with time travel, <laughs> to be honest. But, yes. uh, but as, as much as that, like, I love that twist. Was I the only one that when they're like trying to, they're like getting ready to ring the bell and they're I talking wanted about them to ring it. Yeah, I was like, ring the bell. This sounds yes. great. Like, start yeah. a coven in Sleepy Hollow. Like, get like half the town to be witches. That sounds cool. It's like play, you start playing to this like X Men style story with like, <laughs> look, you have like a bunch of people who are they're. People, they are American citizens born here. They have every right, but they now have these abilities, and they don't know what to do with them. There's fertile ground for a great story. There, they did ring the bell, though. They did. It was only a couple times, so could so, that have activated a couple? So, uh, half witch. 
I think that'd be, <laughs> that's an interesting thought. That is an interesting thought that some people could be permanently activated from the ending scene where they rang it enough times. I mm-hmm. thought she was going to ring it, then go to the past or something like that. But that, I guess, wouldn't make sense. I feel like the writers were deciding, like, do we want season three going this, or do we want it going here? Mm-hmm. Or we might even end up back in the present at the end of episode 18, in which they ring the bell again. Um, well, we have characters in the present. It's just yeah. Abby and um, Jenny and, and Frank and... Yeah, we have tons of characters in the present. Mm-hmm. Um, so Henry rings the bell in the center of the square in Wilmington. I guess supposed to be Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> was it? I don't know if they were supposed to be in Sleepy Hollow still or not. Yeah. The bell. Yeah, yeah, that was in Sleepy. Yeah, yeah, of course it was. Yeah, that's where the witch meetings were. So they, the bell was wrong. He rings the bell. A few people decide to choke their boyfriends and uh, <laughs> break some electricity stuff and throw a guy fifty feet for running into him on his bicycle, and uh, Henry kind of pitches this idea to Katrina that's you don't need to do this. You don't need Moloch's apocalypse. We don't need this. Like, the only reason I'm here, the only reason I survived and saved you was because we can bring our family back. Because the coven is the family. Henry's sole purpose is to have a family. Mm-hmm. That's his That's his goal that he tries to get out of every scene. But it's very difficult when you've killed a lot of people and done some pretty effed up stuff because he's evil as we go back to. Mm-hmm. So what did you guys, when they first introduced this plan, what were you guys thinking? Because I thought it was really interesting. I was excited at the prospect of lots and lots and lots of people being awakened. Yeah, I mean, it. the opportunities for storytelling that it offers, especially coming towards the end of the season, and we get one more episode sort of like dealing with the immediate fallout, but then... It would give season three something completely new to play with, where not just like one uh, like different monster a week, but like you're dealing with an army of people that you're that are maybe on your side, maybe not, and that has a ton of different directions it could go. A lot of fun opportunities, and I think that's what I really latched onto with that. Um, although the moment that we time traveled back there, I'm like, I see a totally different season three that could be <laughs> yeah. equally as awesome. Set in 1781. <laughs> we just got to get Jenny back there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It'd be interesting if we keep Abby in the past and then we have Jenny and Frank being the ones trying to get them back to the present. Mm-hmm. And I, even yeah. if Jenny and Frank are the only people who are aware of the changes happening in the present caused by whatever they do in the past. God, there's so much going on. <laughs> and perhaps Jenny turns into a villain. <laughs> there you, there you. Just for you. Here, I'm, awesome. I'm writing it in right now. I'm going to send this to Horacy. To um, so, once we basically decide, Katrina decides, hey, you know what? This sounds pretty good. And Henry's like, you know, you're kind of giving up everything that you uh, worked for. Or she's like, yeah, I'm kind of giving up everything I've ever even thought of. And he's like, I know. That's what I just said. <laughs> And they do it. Um, I have to say, though, I love John Noble's uh, John Noble playing uh, Henry. His "I hate you, Dad" face every time. <laughs> every time. Uh, every time. Oh my gosh, my mind's just blanking. Uh, Ichabod comes on screen. He has the most sour expression on his it's face. It's the biggest frown it's I've ever the seen. The best. And when they stood in front of him, and Ichabod was just like, "What's happening? His whole life is being like." turned upside down and she's just like yeah I'm sticking with him and and he's basically Henry's there like basically saying I don't need a dad his frown was epic it was the most epic frown I've ever seen I don't need a dad I don't need you dad <laughs> that's so funny because John Noble does not frown like that in real life he's yeah. like the kind of the smiliest well smirkiest man <laughs> I have ever met does Very. he ever does he ever stay in character and do something just to mess with you guys or 
not for long, but yeah, he does have a very intense face and voice, so if he does try to mess with you, it's very jarring at first, and then you realize, oh, oh, oh that's a joke, I pray. And, uh, <laughs> but no, he doesn't. He's, uh, he's generally quite nice and doesn't mess with you too much. So let's time travel over to uh, Team Ickabee mm. here with uh, going to the, they go and try to investigate what happened there. They kind of find the bell, and they're like, oh, it's modeled after the Liberty Bell, you know, which I may have cracked. You cracked the Liberty Bell? A little bit. <laughs> And we find that these bells were all cast from the same mold, and they had the power to awaken the energies inside of people with the blood of warlocks or witches or coven blood. And so they decide, and we get this funny little past clip of Ichabod like breaking it by taking just a pack of black powder and then using yeah, and then putting it in the box. Yeah, put, putting a uh, and decoy using a gummy decoy. Yeah. Oh, Ichabod! <laughs> so they decide, hey, you know what? We're just going to destroy the new bell. Great idea. And uh, they go and they get Steel Flint, but he can't find Steel Flint. We get a great scene at the Home Depot, the that local Home Depot. That is a great Depot. scene when he asks he asks the guy who's like shelving things, "Where where is your Flint?" And he's like, "I don't know what that is." Well, there's like Flintwood Mac, like I was a spinoff band. What are we oh, talking is that a about ba- here? Flint and Steel is that a band? <laughs> it's like I think you underestimate how much better things back were there uh, compared to some of the th- modern eccentricities of this world. Ooh, batteries! <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that was improv. Like I swear to God, I, f- I don't know. I wasn't there that day, but I Tom does. Uh, he does improv a bit. I mean, mostly it's in the writing, but um, there are certain things that you know, certain actions that he makes that aren't that aren't written in the bobblehead, maybe like yeah, oh yes, <laughs> all, all, of, all of that character, yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Is there much? I remember one where he was. Uh, why were we? We were eating burritos or something. I can't remember why we were doing that. Oh god, so much. Sorry, there's so many you know moments that I can't remember what that came up. But anyway, he came back for another bite of the burrito, and it really added to the end of the scene. And it was not written. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a lot of improving on set, or is it just mainly Tom Not messing around? Really, and even when I say impro- Tom improvises, he doesn't like throw you a line that isn't in the script. Mm-hmm. It's not really that kind of show, but he'll improvise his own action if he has the space to do so. So, of course, you guys, or Abby and Ichabod, are trying to build another bomb to blow up the Liberty Bell. I'm going to just call it the Liberty Bell. Sure, do it. The the Coven Bell. (laughs) And they decide that they have to take the bell, which I don't know how they got the bell in the first place out of the square, down to that area. It was pretty central. And the people, yeah. (laughs) Jenny just ripped it. Jenny just ripped it out and ran with it. I said the deleted scene. Speaking of which, I know this is kind of like a side thing, but do you you have a lot of stunts in particular because your character is like a badass mofo? Do you do any sort of like stunt training or? Um, I don't do stunt training. I did martial arts for a long time, um, but I don't really train anymore. Although I'm thinking of starting again. But when we're on set and we're doing these things, I always have a stunt double, Bethany Levy. She is amazing, um, and she's so great at teaching me how to do things safely. So I do as much as I can, but every now and again I'm like, oh, that was, if I watch the episode and it's like a really huge fall, that was clearly Bethany. <laughs> so um, with uh, with that, we get a scene down in, they're trying to move the bell mm. and you get shot at mm-hmm. and we get Frank Irving looking like 
Deadpool kind of. <laughs> yeah. He's got a sword on his back. He's got a gun. He's all Didn't in like tactical black. Where did he get a samurai sword? <laughs> Maybe Hitaki from Helix Wherever led Headless to got a b- got his machine gun. I know. Fair enough. Satan. The power of Satan. Evil people well, can just get guns. Well, in this Headless town. got it Didn't from he have the Hellfire sword at the Club. Be- like from the the. the, the because he had the sword in the uh, yeah, yeah. And yeah, he's had that since then. But I can't. It's just very funny. He's like, <laughs> he's like Deadpool in this in, in a way. <laughs> and uh, so Jenny is the one to go take him down. She had earlier talked about the gar the the Gorgon's head, mm-hmm. which I didn't quite understand. This where she's like, we can turn him to stone. It's like, okay, but how does that really help? We yeah. can turn him out of stone. Okay, but how does that really help? <laughs> Well, turning into stone would help in the sense that he's no longer like sh- actively shooting at them or trying to kill his family. Yet. Yeah, and, um, yeah. Jenny wasn't a fan of using that plan until until Abby and and Crane told her that. Well, no, it's fine. We can just turn him back into not stone <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> that that head, so that know, obviously yeah. can't be a practical. So, are you holding like a ball or? Well, actually, it was this awesome b- burlap sack filled with these weird, like bulbous gear type things oh, that moved a lot. That's so awesome. it actually was really creepy. It looked like a bag of rats, <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't going to turn anyone into stone. Actually, but it was it was cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm always curious about those kinds of effects when I when I watch Sleepy Hall because Sleepy Hall does have a certain level of practicals that they use, and mm-hmm. then you know you have something like that, and you're like, okay, well. yeah. And then the Gorgon head itself actually was uh, was was beautiful. It's it, you know they constructed one for sure, and then they and then they add um, effects to it afterwards. I think, man, I had a picture, but I think I took it off my phone. I think I. Yeah, I got tweet it out. Oh, I'm so sorry, but I will later. I'll tweet it out, and and I will at you guys. So. So at this point, Jenny goes and chases Frank off, and then we have Katrina. She shot him, though. I mean, when I was watching that episode, shot the heck out of him. Yeah, oh, I was yeah. like, because <laughs> I mean, Frank's already died and come back to life. But at that moment, I guess even in the back of my head, knowing okay, he's evil, he can't really die. I was still like, that's still shocking because she didn't want to shoot him in the previous episode mm-hmm. because he's her friend, even though she knows he's evil. She knows it. And in this episode, it's just like, okay, well, I gotta do it. I think to to let this, to to make this sort of circumstance work at all in your mind, you just have to understand that Jenny, like, does not want to shoot Frank, does not want, because she believes that he is able to come back from from Mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. That's just the bottom line. She really, really hopes and prays and believes that he's Able to come back. Well, he threw he threw up his bulletproof vest later. Apparently, <laughs> I felt like that was uh, the Terminator, like the Terminator Two Judgment Day Terminator. When he stood up, that was the image that like, I just like. I'm like, just he's gonna like shoot his arm out and just like catch Jenny. That it was way. it was very like 80s horror movie chase scene though with like yeah. Jenny Mills, where are you? Come out and play. <laughs> Yeah. All I could think about doing that. Um, <laughs> so, oh, I totally forgot what I was uh, going into with Frank. Well, he, at the end of that whole thing, they're in the base in the in the room with the head, and I thought at that moment that he was going to be like the darkness like spilled out of him, and I thought you were going to still Jenny would 
still, still frees him. him. Yeah. And then it's the, no, he was free. We we got rid of all that. Oh, no. And then well, he was like, ah. We find that he was tied to Henry's soul. So he's, he's yeah. not really tied to like purgatory or anything. It's really just because he's tied to Henry. It's like he's a thrall then, basically. He's not... He's not dead. He's just being controlled by magic. So it's a wizard spell, really. So he is still technically human, mm. I'm assuming. Well, but he did die. So I wonder if that has any lasting effects. So even if Henry no longer controls his soul, which that actually says, like, Henry's pretty dead. If he, that, like, that's a pretty big confirmation that Henry's gone. If he's let Frank's soul go. Um, I wonder if there's any going to be any lasting effects on Irving being. On Earth, but dead. I think they have to. I think they have to follow up on that a little bit. I. I mean, there's there's so much to follow up on. <laughs> and I think so, we might uh, find out next yeah. episode. <laughs> there's a lot to follow up on. When, when you were shooting Orlando Jones several times in the chest, uh-huh. did you do one take? <laughs> not, just, not Irving, Orlando Jones. <laughs> <laughs> did you do several take or a take when you're just like, yeah, make seven up yours? Oh <laughs> my god. Uh, uh, I couldn't resist, guys. Oh I'll take a, I'll take full pun jar on that yeah, one. Yeah, that's yes. a jar. That's not even a pun, but it goes in the jar anyway. We have a pun jar because we had that. Oh we're up to fifty cents a pun. We're up to like thirty eight dollars. Wow! And last year, our uh, it was like fifty three. We had a trivia question last year, which was, "What is the ship name for uh, Frank and Jenny?" And it was Frangenic and Merlving. Yeah. And, so and they tweeted it, and then whoever tweeted it was entered into the pool. If you, if you say it with passion, it almost sounds like you're throwing up. <laughs> <laughs> Frangenic and Merlving! Oh, it does! <laughs> Terrible. Meanwhile, in the Town Hall of Solitude, we have uh, Ichabod, and I kind of skip the timeline here. Really, they throw yeah, something at them. And Abby get trapped. They get trapped, they run out, and that's when they go to the Home Depot to build the bomb, and now we're back when they have this big fight scene. So Ichabod decides that a full frontal assault is what the best plan of action is, and if you guys want to talk about this full frontal assault, the first thing you need to do is to go to iTunes. That was the worst segue I've ever done. <laughs> no, no, let no, me just say. Yeah, there's been worse. <laughs> Speaking of words, iTunes. Guys, one way you can help us out here at AfterBuzz TV is by going to iTunes, downloading, subscribing, and leaving us a comment. But what's really important is giving us those five stars. Five stars keeps the podcast searchable and keeps all of us very happy and allows us to get great guests like Holly, I mean, uh, Jenny Mills. No. Uh, Lindy no. Greenwood. I'm kind of flattered that you think I look like Matt Barr. <laughs> You're much more attractive than Matt Barr. <laughs> Guys, she drove for two weeks straight just to get here. There's just no here. other reason why she drove to the West Coast. Aside from some other reasons, this is the only reason. Mostly this, though, yeah. But uh, let me pull up the iTunes reviews really quick, guys, because there was a few, but you know what? I'm, I'm disappointed in you. Guy in in the fans because we've been at 149 or 249 reviews for the, like the past day and I've been like I want to get that 50. Just, just give, <laughs> give us another review so Steve doesn't have to cry at home I'm about gonna, the unevenness. I've seen it. It's not pretty. I'm gonna cry <laughs> anyway. All right. So today is the 17th. So anything after the 10th, let's go to. Oh wow, this podcast is my life. I love the enthusiasm of each host and I look forward to the show every week by GZ. TH. All right. Show now deserves renewal. Tap it along. So, a great episode for Season 2, Episode 16 took us all back to what we loved about this show, Circus Season 1. And almost no Katrina. Um, 
she brought her she brought her on strong at the end, and it had all the episode elements we love. All right, Scandalous by Duck Singing Guard. I'm losing my head over how amazing. <laughs> Aww, Thank you for the conjure. Over how amazing this podcast is, the only criticism is how Purgatory Prom has not gotten a sequel and how everyone still calls it Purgatory Prom when one, everyone left Purgatory because the party sucked, and two, everyone knows Hollow Homecoming is after every prom. Then we, we have, can finally we have, have to, my dream shipping rays and Holly. Try getting that out of your head. We have to explain this, though, because... Uh, Matt <laughs> You're so Lieberman, lost right now. Matt Lieberman, who used to be on our panel, wrote some Sleepy Hollow fan fiction, and okay. he read it on air. And the Sleepy Hollow fan fiction was a Corbin-Katrina ship at uh, in Purgatory, because they were supposedly, they were both dead at the time, uh, during season one, and they had a prom there. And so his, his, uh, his, we've, we've been trying to relive the glory of, uh, Purgatory like prom. But if you guys have some other Sleepy Hollow fanfic you'd like to share, we'll read it on air. I never, I never went to a prom, so I don't know Aww. if that... Put put Jenny in uh, what was their suggestion? Hollow homecoming. Hollow homecoming. Put, put Jenny in hollow homecoming. There you go. With, yeah, with get her a Letterman jacket. And yeah. <laughs> I do want to move on, so we have time to talk to uh, to Lindy. Lindy. I'm sorry. It'll, it'll come. Yeah. Um, but shout out to Nikki Rocks number one. The Shoney. Just give their names. Yeah. Court O six two four. The best ending ever. All I have to say is last night's episode had the best ending ever. Abby and Katrina are going back in time was surprising. Mm. Totally the best ending. Keep up the good work. Oh, cool. So I'm glad people liked it. That's awesome. Fans are digging it. Yeah. All right. So we get the fight. This is the fight of the courtyard where Ichabod lures Henry out, and they're like, "Okay, well, I'm going to shoot you, Henry. You're not going to do that, Peter." Oh, sorry. <laughs> I went fringe for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very confused. I'm <laughs> severally confused. No, but I mean, the, the whole, both of the fights that we got here, just like com- sort of combine them because they did, they, he can stop bullets now. Yes. Um, I guess he's harnessing his witch powers, but then I guess he can only stop one at a time. Yeah. Yes. Um, for me, that it was that second one that really shined because it said so much about what where his character has gone. Like, because he was very dark and very self-serving, I guess, when he was under Moloch. Mm-hmm. Um, but now he doesn't stop the bullet coming for him because he knows that if he does, he'll let the bell explode and he'll ruin the coven. Yeah, he does it for the coven. He takes a bullet. <clears throat> and unfortunately, it's a Greek fire bullet. Um, but there was a great scene there when they tie him up. Everything's going for naught. They're going to burn Abby to death, and then they're going to burn Ichabod to death. Pretty dark stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, not your average uh, not your average Monday. <laughs> um, maybe it is your average Monday. I don't know. If you're your son double, that happens. <laughs> so they have this little scene where Ichabod's like, oh, guess the modern marvels of butane didn't work. And she's like, well, I do have steeled flint. Oh, snap. <laughs> Get out of my pocket. We're going to cut this rope, and then we're going to light this stuff up because he's got two flintlock pistols wrapped because he's armed to the teeth. Mm-hmm. And then we get Henry getting shot, and that was just such an interesting dynamic between three characters for a scene for a character's death because you, it's, it's really unexpected how Henry reacts to the situation, but... I don't know if he's smiling because Ichabod and Katrina are there, or if he's smiling because he knows this is going to set Katrina on the path that he wanted her to be mm. set on. Yeah. What did you guys think? I, I do. I think he was smiling because he knows that it's set and Katrina set on her path. And um, 
it's interesting because this this moment for these characters kind of cements their fate going forward. So Ichabod and Abby had, until this point, kept talking about how they needed to start working as a team, and it, it had happened uh, where either one or the other of them were would kind of falter, and they weren't exactly being the team they should be, and they kept saying, we need, we need to make sure that this is it, that we can trust each other, and that we're the first priority. Um, and this was that moment. It's like they worked together as a perfect team. They were able to kill Henry because they made a plan that only works as a team. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I knew, I knew that moment when they killed Henry. I was like, "That's it. Katrina's just evil." Because there's yeah. no way you kill someone's you, mm. you kill someone's son like that and have them come back. There was no way she was going to come back from that. Yeah, I. I'm, this is like a random thought that I'm having, but it's crazy theories. You guys know I'm not going to hold back on those. What if this was all... Henry is the horseman of war, mm-hmm. potentially in life and in death. What if the coven is his way of sparking a war on Earth to start an apocalypse? I can see that. I mean, maybe we find out that he's technically mortal because he bleeds when the glass hits his face. So I think we're all kind of assuming that he's dead at this point. But if you also think of it, he burned away. So he burned away like a demon as opposed to a human. So that might not have actually been him. Yeah. And he was dead too. He came back. I'm just saying. And the thing is, with time travel, anything is possible. So we know that Katrina said uh, at the end of the episode that she wasn't going to let Henry Jeremy alone this time so what I, we can look we can look forward and see that she's going to at least try to save him for so he would might be alive in the future that they go back yeah to. and when that scene was being shot someone farted really loud and Katya uh, <laughs> just had to like just cracked up laughing it was, uh, it was, it was pretty funny this anyway. is the, the 1781 scene or it's or where, the... where Henry, Henry actually you know Done. oh my god oh, yes. so good <laughs> Like can it was, you, it was amazing. Can you say I mean, who was responsible? No, God, who would admit to that? <laughs> Everyone's just kind of looking. At each yeah. other. <laughs> so Henry dies, and Ichabod's kind of—he's not too sure what to think. It's his son, but he's evil. But he's his son, but he's evil. But he's evil. <laughs> um, and Katrina is just like tits crazy at this point. She just goes all out, like, "All right, it's over." Like, sorry, you just killed my son. I'm going to just open up this gigantic tornado. Quantum leap time. After throwing you guys against a wall and crushing Ichabod, like, feels like, it feels like the grudge, like the Japanese grudge when all the bones just start breaking for no reason. And I'm just like, ah, what's going on (laughs) with him? Is he just going to be slowly enveloped into a ball of Ichabod that's just a bloody mess? And then we have to bring him back from the past, and that's how we get Ichabod back in the present. But no, he survives, but Abby jumps after Katrina, and they end up in the past. I, I actually, I love this moment, too, because I've said time and time again on this show that Abby is, like, our main POV character. We mm-hmm. we started with Abby um, and her story, <clears throat> and so whenever we go along with, like, we've been going along with Abby, so whenever we don't have her in as a main, like, plot point, it feels weird. Mm. Um, so I like this moment because it's like it had to be Abby to time travel because she's us, so we get to time travel with her. And um, I also think she... It, it's going to be interesting to see how uh, she 
kind of navigates this world. I liked her first call where she's like, okay, i got to find Ichabod. Mm. So I will, I will only speak to Ichabod. Yeah. I think it's a really interesting situation. I'm really happy yeah. with where the writers took this because, uh, I mean, it's so bizarre. Great. Now yeah. we have this, you know. A lot of people were really upset when spoilers came out of the fact that Abby would be back in time. They came out about three or four weeks ago. Somebody released spoilers. <laughs> I tried to avoid them as much as possible. Somebody oh, wow. literally just, lucky. Somebody just yeah. literally posted them on our video saying, Abby ends up back in time is confused for an escaped slave. And we're like, thank you. Mm. You ass. But people were really upset because they're like, well, now you're taking the strong female lead and then, then you're putting her in this position, blah, 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 blah. Like, can you speak to that at all? Like, do you think people should be offended at anything like this? But I think it's just great because she plays it off like, oh, this can't be real right now. Mm. I mean, I don't know, be offended by it? I mean, it's just like the reality of <laughs> the reality of what would happen if you traveled back in time. <laughs> as, a, as a, you know, a woman of color. I've, it's I think it could raise some really interesting issues that you could spend a, a season on. I, I don't know if that's really what's going to happen. Like, if we're going to address those, it's hard with network TV. Yeah. Like, how much do you really flush out these issues? But I, I mean, yeah, is it offensive? You, I don't. I don't think so. Yeah, I think as long as you treat the character like a strong woman, yeah. like a strong person, then it's not offensive. It's just you're playing to the realism of history at that yeah. point. Exactly. The insanity of how you got there aside, yeah. it's still how somebody would be treated at the time. I yeah, agree with I you guys. Yeah. I'm just I'm just going on what the fans have commented. For yeah. some of them, not not a lot, of course. Right. I, just and I, mean, I, c- I guess I could... I, I'd be open to the discussion more, but I really think that... Um, uh, you have to. You can't just like pretend that that wouldn't exist. I agree. Yeah, because yeah. it wouldn't be realistic if she was back there and everyone's like, "Oh, who's this? A time traveler?" Blah blah. blah. Mm-hmm. Just be over the top. Mm-hmm. Um, so moving on to the final scenes of the episode, Abby is arrested, thrown in jail, and to avoid them just leaving her and having her see a judge, which would probably end in a hanging or something like that, they she says, "I have a way to sway the tide of war, and the only person I'll talk to." Is Ichabod Crane mm-hmm. sleepy hollow? I actually, I love, I love that they took the um, sympathy for the devil and turned it into like an old timey yeah. timey sympathy yeah. for the devil. I was like, you do that, sleepy hollow. You go there. <laughs> I was so jazzed because that. I mean, that was the song we had in the in season one, so it, it has that kind of nostalgia to it. I called that right. Oh my god, I missed that. You so, actually pointed it out, and I was like, oh yeah. That's awesome. It oh. took me hearing it twice. It's You're cool. Fine. Sorry. It's, too, it's totally fine. <laughs> um, so I'm going to say right now, uh, guys, go ahead and send us your fan questions in the chat. We'll take a few of them while we're wrapping this up. we got another 5 to 10. And, uh, yeah, so go I ahead. Actually, and send, there's a 30-second delay, so I have to tell them now. Mm-hmm. Also, hit that thumbs up. Do it right now. Hit the thumbs up on the video. Or I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go Henry Parrish on your ass and get shot in the head or shot in the chest and die. Jeez, oh, please that's, no. That's what I'll do. Please don't. No. With Greek fire. I, I actually, I have a season one question for you. Okay. Um, because your character is in Terrytown in season one, and she's kind of painted as a crazy person. Mm-hmm. And Abby has not spoken to her for a long time, so she doesn't really know that she has this history with Corbin where she's actually uh, been training. Did you know that your character... Because we're not revealed about that backstory until later. Did you know that your character had that backstory going into it? Or were you just given, like, crazy sister in institution? 
I was I was given nothing. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <Really? laughs> yeah, it was it was really an interesting journey, season one, because I I knew no more than you know the audience. Well, I knew when I got the script, but that right. was pretty much it. Yeah. Did you enjoy evolving from a character who's just very mysterious and angry to kind of more part of the team? Yeah, I mean, it's always nice to add some layers. I mean, it's hard actually to stay so one-dimensional, really. <laughs> you, you kind of just can't avoid throwing more stuff in there, even if they haven't written it. Um, but uh, seeing Jenny grow and uh, you know, get interact with characters in different ways and different aspects of her and the humor that's been coming out, it, it's been really great. Did you work with any of the writers or the producers as you sort of developed the character and you started putting your own thoughts into it? And did you sit down with them? No. Um, haven't really sat down with them, but uh, when they give me the script, that's when I sort of decide what to do with Jenny, you know, and um, it's I feel like it's collaborative in that way because they don't, I mean, I don't think they have any idea what the process is that I'm going through (laughs) but um, there are certain decisions made on my end that I think they pick up on and therefore start writing in that way or writing for that. So I have a question about an episode from this season, uh, mm. the episode entitled Mama. Uh-huh. Um, Which is a big fan favorite. Big mm. fan favorite. Because it it's the first. It was one of the first times in season two where we got you and Abby together yeah. with a very powerful emotions going back to the family history that you all have. Were there any difficulties filming that episode when it's been a while since you guys had filmed something so emotionally stressful together? Yeah, I mean, that's a good... Um, it was... It was difficult. It was challenging, um, but in a good way. It was uh, really cathartic because I think, I mean, I can't speak for Nicole, really, but I know we have spoken about it before. We both really love this dynamic between Jenny and Abby, and we were both craving this kind of work. Um, So finally being able to dive into it was great, but yeah, we could have, I mean... It was it was like really diving into it. At the beginning of the season, we really had nothing together. So um, I think we would have wished for maybe a little bit of a build up to that, but it still was. It would I think it turned out really well. How did you get involved with Sleepy Hollow in the first place? I auditioned. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the answer is usually that. <laughs> the answer is easy. They um, asked me to send in a tape. I think I I had um, just finished my first um, trip to LA uh, to get my work visa. I'm Canadian, so I had to get a work visa and that had all just worked out. And then I had just gone back to Toronto, maybe two weeks there, and they asked me to send a tape. I did the tape. They asked for another one. did another one. They asked for another <laughs> one. I think I did four tapes or something before wow. they brought me down to Wilmington to do a chemistry test with Nicole. And, uh, and then that's that. You aced it? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there might have been another... Who knows who they... Asked first, and she said, "No, I'm not really sure." You win. So <laughs> that's all that matters. Not sure if I aced it, but you know. Yeah. Um, we have a fan question from uh, Elijah I41. Uh, would you like to see Abby and Jenny explore magic and witchcraft? Uh, I'm assuming them using it, mm. um, since they have an ancestor that I believe we were sort of hinted at was mm-hmm. a witch since she was at the coven. I don't know if that and was confirmed. She, well, and it's like she they're reading the book, and the book has spells in it, uh-huh. so there's a little bit of a question there. Yeah, definitely. Um, yes. Short answer, yes. I'd love to see that. I think that Abby and Jenny could do a lot of really cool stuff together, and uh, you throw some magic in there, who knows what could happen. <laughs> Does Frank's family have witchcraft? Because he mentioned Does when... Family? Frank's family, uh-huh. Frank Irving. Do you yeah. know if his family has witchcraft? Because when she was like... Uh, when Jenny and Frank were like 
shooting at each other. Mm-hmm. He mentions that, oh, my family's going to like come back or whatever. And I wasn't sure if if he just meant because they don't know where he is or if they meant because they're going to come back as witches. Um, yeah, I can't speak to that really. I mean, there are two possibilities. The way he says that, it's like, no, it's in their blood. It's like their witchcraft line. Or is it the, the witch, the like evil that's in him now yeah. as you know, that's their blood. So it's kind of hard to say which way he meant that. Interesting. And I, I wonder if his, because his blood would tie to his family mm-hmm. if he sells his soul. Does that somehow forfeit part of his family or his bloodline mm-hmm. in the process? One question mm-hmm. that everyone in the chat's asking. I can't shout out one person because everyone's asking it. Will there be a Sleepy Hollow season three? Oh. <laughs> Does anyone so know? Can someone please tell me? I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not, I, I don't know. I don't know. I've heard a lot of, you know, most likelies. Um, but we're still waiting to hear. Trust me, it's infuriating. I'm very much um, in the dark right now of where my life is going to go. <laughs> so, <laughs> Fingers crossed. I, if, if what I've seen in the past is any, uh, any answer, they'll probably announce it like, Monday morning to get people to watch the show, to watch the <laughs> yeah, finale watch live. The finale. They're like, oh, there's going to be season three. I better go watch. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. oh, that's clever. And then did you go to Comic-Con? I did. What was the what was the reaction after being on a show like this and going to Comic-Con? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> the best. I had such a blast that's at Comic-Con. Awesome. I mean, I really like that kind of thing anyway. I'm a genre fan myself, and so it was uh, kind of... I've always wanted to go just like as a fan, so to go there in the position that I was in was pretty incredible. The love you feel in that room with the panel, my God, and the questions, I mean, it was just so great. Really, really a great time. Can't wait to do it again. <laughs> season three. Yeah. Well, hopefully we'll be getting a season three. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, we have run out of time. But I traveled for two weeks to get here. <laughs> you hear that, Josh? <laughs> you hear that, Josh? That's not worth you anything to you. <laughs> we're going to sit, we're staging a sit-in, a Sleepy Hollow sit-in. Right until, after Hollow until, Homecoming. Until Sleepy Hollow is renewed, we won't leave this studio. Lindy took two weeks. She battled demons, monsters <laughs> like you've never seen before. Mono. Oh no! I, no, I, nobody had mono. I don't know. That just came out. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've we've said our predictions throughout the show. I think yeah. it's time to wrap it up, which sucks because I really am glad that you were able to come in. We've been trying so hard to get you guys in here, <laughs> but as you do film in Wilmington, yeah, <laughs> it's a little bit difficult sometimes. <laughs> yeah. But we want to thank you so much. Um, go ahead and shout out some fans. Shout out your Twitter. Where can fans find you? Oh, you can find me at Lindy Greenwood on Twitter. It's L Y N D I E Greenwood. Um, my Instagram is Lindy Lou. Who? Lindy, L-O-O-H-O-O. And, um, I mean, I guess that's just about it, unless you happen to find yourself up in Toronto in the snow anytime soon when I'm up there visiting. <laughs> do you have do any that. other projects you're working on, or just focusing on Sleepy Hollow? There are some projects coming up, but I cannot say 100%. Sleepy Hollow, she's doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, follow, follow, follow Lindy's Twitter yeah. to see where her projects are. Please do. Zach, where can we find you? Um, you guys can follow me on Twitter at ThatZachWilson, T-H-A-T-Z-A-C-H-W-I-L-S-O-N. And a bunch of shows here at AfterBuzz. Uh, we got Agent Carter tonight. And a bunch more throughout the week. Jackie? Uh, at 123Jackie underscore B on Twitter. At 123Jackie B, all one word on Instagram. I'm also uh, most likely filling in on the Hype Hype panel again. 
Woohoo! Yay! All right, and you guys can find me on Twitter at Stephen Lemieux, S T P H E N L E M I E U X, as well as on the Better Call Saul panel here at AfterBuzz. Take a second, hit that thumbs up button, really helps us out a lot. Go to iTunes, subscribe, leave us a comment, and hit us up on YouTube.com slash AfterBuzzTV and subscribe. All we ask, we put on all this great content, we bring you such great guests, <laughs> and that's all we ask in return, so you <laughs> I'm just kidding. Guys, thank you so much. We'll see you next week for the Sleepy Hollow After Show here at AfterBuzz TV for Season 2, Episode 18, oh God, the, the finale! Executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After Shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Good night, sleepyheads. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.